0: Hi, and welcome back to Fragilex Dad
1: and Mom Podcast.
0: This is episode three. On today's episode, we'll be talking about whether to share or not to share your child's diagnosis with friends and family.
1: When our two kids got diagnosed, Juan and I were at two total different sides of the road when it came to sharing our child's diagnosis with friends and family. Speaking from my side of the road, I wanted to share with everyone and I want to share it right away. I jumped on the Google wagon. I Googled for days and nights all about Emma's diagnosis. And I instantly felt that in order for me to advocate for him and for people to understand his diagnosis, that I had to tell everybody. And I had to try to answer the questions that they had and try to get them to, you know, just digest the fact that Emma had fragile X syndrome and that he had autism and things like that. Um, And I think that that was kind of, I think I went a little bit too fast on that. I think I should have taken some time to process it because I went and jumped right in. And then I would get all these questions from people that I wasn't ready for. So I would get like, oh, well, do you think he's ever going to talk or do you think he's ever going to do this or that? And I wasn't ready to answer because when we were given the diagnosis, we weren't really given a lot of given a lot of answers. So we were just told, "Hey, well, he has fragile X syndrome, and you're gonna go see a specialist out of town, and they'll be able to give you more information about his diagnosis." And then right away, Amaya got diagnosed. Like I think, uh, was it three weeks?
0: Yeah, about three weeks later.
1: Three weeks after Emmett, she got diagnosed. So then we were still processing Emmett, and then. We had to process Amaya's diagnosis and we still didn't know like Amaya's fragile syndrome was so much more different than Emmett's and we didn't have anybody answer any questions for us. I mean the geneticist he just went over kind of like the medical terminology of it but he didn't have a lot of answers to the questions that we had so i mean we asked him oh well do you think he'll do this or that and he didn't have any answers and when we went to the specialist out of town she, it took like i think about three months to see her when we to see dr Hogerman, yeah it was about three month wait so it so i didn't have any answers i spoke really fast i told everybody what he had and i mean some people were very supportive and i think the people that I told right away, they were very supportive. And they were people that kind of like my mom and that they already been through this journey before and things like that. So, and then I also I mean the first person that I spoke to was one of Emmett's um, program coordinators from early intervention. She was very invested with us and she... You know, called me and she wanted to know what, you know, if he had tested positive or not. And I spoke with her on the phone and she was so, you know, caring and understanding. And she kind of helped me go through the process and kind of, die you know, cope with it all. But I think I definitely should have taken some time to grieve. Sounds bad, huh? Grieve. But, well it's not
0: grief. It's just to process the fact that, you know, you know what your child has now.
1: Yeah. And then I just I just wasn't expecting like all the questions. Like people have so many questions and I had no answers and I had googled so many things, but fragile X syndrome is like a spectrum. So I mean when your child is diagnosed with autism, I mean some of them are on the severe side, some of people are high functioning. And fragile X was that. I didn't have the intellectual disability uh diagnosis. I didn't have more testing done for Emmett. So I didn't know where he was at on that spectrum. I had no answers when people would ask me, hey, do you think he's going to do this? Or that I I felt kind of like lost. Like I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just giving people this diagnosis and I would, what, didn't know what it was. So I think that maybe to gather that information first because people are going to ask.
0: Yeah, no, people, that's true. They're going to ask. But in my case, it, it's, I mean... In my case, it's different. You know what I mean? It's, you know, we're like opposite when it comes to that. I didn't want to tell nobody. It's not the fact that I was ashamed of him or nothing, but I wasn't ready to tell him. Um, I wanted to wait. I mean, I wanted to get the facts. I didn't know what this was. And then at the same time, uh, especially since you know, my parents, uh, they're Hispanic, um I knew what they were going to say. They were going to say, "Oh, well, um Jesus chose to give you this blessing and it's all in his hands." I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the time, I did not want to hear that. I mean, I was coping with uh you know what I just found out. Uh, I didn't know how to deal with my emotions. So I really didn't want to tell, you know, anybody because I don't I didn't know how I felt. Uh, And then uh, that was with them. I I mean, I knew there was something wrong with them. And, you know, so I didn't want to tell anybody with the Maya. It was a whole different thing. When we found out, I was like, oh, son of a, you know, this is going on. And I was not expecting it. I was a nervous wreck. I honestly think I shouldn't even drove that day because I got into a a little fender bender. I scratched up a car. Uh, I guess I didn't, you know, I'm an emotional person. And I believe I was a nervous wreck. And I guess there was a lot of traffic and uh, a hit. I bumped another car and scratched it. And you know, I maybe I should have taken more time to you know deal with it So I got my emotions straight and you know go because it was a total surprise for me to find out that my stepdaughter had the same was it the same amount of uh, almost the same amount of repeats uh, as Emmett.
1: Yeah, she is considered to have full mutation fragile X. I was expecting her to maybe like be a carrier or something. You just carry the syndrome because i never really noticed anything when she was small i mean she had like some speech delay and some anxiety but i always thought oh you know it's just a kid thing yeah so i never really i was unprepared for that one too and yeah you should, totally should have driven that day but
0: yeah uh, so uh, at the end we well not we erica jumped the gun and told my parents which i still wasn't ready and she told my parents about his diagnosis, and she tried to answer as much as I could. And I just, you know, stayed quiet. And then after, you know, my parents, you know, of course, said, oh, well, it's in God's hands. Everything, will you're not fine. And it's exactly what I want to hear. So I just held my tongue and I said, yes, yes, yes.
1: It's something about, I don't know, when you're going through the process and you hear like, Oh, but he doesn't really look like he has this. He doesn't look autistic, or right? Like it just fires you up like a little firecracker. Like see, I don't know why. And, and, and that's the thing that yeah.
0: I didn't want no one to feel sorry for me.
1: Yeah, I think that's what you it know was. what I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want no special treatment. I want him to be treated, you know, like anybody else. Like you know, his other cousins. You know. Yeah. I mean, he, of course, you know, you, you're a little bit more careful, but I mean, get treated equal and. I don't want no special treatment. And that's the reason why, I mean, I knew I was when I was ready, I wasn't telling my parents. And then after we left, you you know, you held my hand and you told me, he's like, hey, are you mad at me? Because I told your parents, I was like, no, I wasn't mad. I guess I was just procrastinating and I didn't want to tell him because I didn't want to hear it. But eventually I was going to have to tell him his you know, proper diagnosis. And I'm pretty sure my parents at the time didn't know how to deal with it because um, In our side of the family, we don't really have, you know, someone, you know. Do we have someone that's autistic besides the in your side, Oh, in yeah, your yeah, side. my aunt. But my. he's not autistic,
1: yeah. But yeah, but he, there's somebody with a disability, yes. Uh,
0: yeah, so we didn't really know. I mean, they, you know, at the same time, I mean, I could see the other side. At the same time, they don't really know, you know, how to deal with it. Because we don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, it was new for everybody, and I think. Remember, that- I even went and I printed out um, a Spanish version of uh, how uh, how to be an autistic grandparent
1: mm-hmm.
0: in Spanish, and then I gave it to my. I printed out a copy for each one of my uh, for my mom and for my dad, yeah. and I gave it to him and, and just saying, you know, be supportive and and stuff like that. But uh, I think I did actually. Maybe a couple of days after, I did tell my sister, Uh, shout out to my sister, Myra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if she ever decides. I think, I
1: think that's the, that was the first pers- person you told. Myra? Yeah, it was. Because yeah. she had called, and I think she was the only person that called to ask how the appointment went. Yeah,
0: I think she actually called to work on her, uh, for me to fix oh, her car. Oh, never
1: mind. Okay.
0: To f- fix her car. Okay. And then, you know, she asked, you know, how Emma was doing. Yeah. But um, she did ask, and... You know About uh, About Emmett And then finally I was like Okay well I'm gonna try it And I told her And I kind of broke down A little bit And you know She was supportive And you know Is You know what I noticed? Yes I break down a lot uh, I mean I guess it's <laughs> I it's, think a, it's normal <laughs> uh, I, It's just You know mm. You know I think You know Well I guess I uh, how do, how should I say this? Any dad would put themselves in the shoes and say, "Oh well, let me have it, and let my son to be normal, live a normal life." I guess that's how I think in you know, about it. Um. So yeah, I I tend to break down a lot. Did you
1: break down like when you were telling people, or when? Cause I I don't know. Oh, what do you mean? by breaking down?
0: I get emotional talking about it. Uh, talking about um, him being special and the struggles, and I guess I f- I feel like overwhelmed.
1: Cause I know you when, uh, yeah, I know. But then I feel like when you talk to like when you told your coworkers and stuff, like you sounded more like you were advocating for him. You're letting them know and things like that. But well, when it comes to your family, is it more emotional with your family? Yeah,
0: so. no, that is true. I guess I don't want to see my coworkers, you know, emotional. You don't, yeah, you don't really want them to see you cry. Oh, Juan cries a lot. <laughs> yeah,
1: I could see that.
0: I guess, uh, you know, uh, with my family, I guess it's just the stress of seeing him struggle. Maybe. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Your feelings. I, know. <laughs> no. I think for my side of the family, it's a little bit different. Because we do have somebody with special needs. And I think that it makes it more common.
0: I guess I I I, I felt uh, Well, I felt on my side of the road Mm -hmm. that when you found out about Emmett that your mom when you told your mom your mom kind of felt like oh my god I'm not alone in this yeah
1: like we were on the same on the
0: same thing I have someone to share uh you know swapped stories
1: I, for my or mom, the
0: struggles, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I think, the, the and like, as soon as I told her, I felt like we had that connection. Because before Emmett was diagnosed, like, my mom was, like, kind of a little bit in denial. She was like, no, he can't have, you know, the same thing that Dominic has. Dominic's my brother, and he also has fragile X syndrome, and he was diagnosed after Emmett. Um, He was diagnosed before fragile X. He was diagnosed with severe nonverbal autism as well, and he is nonverbal. And yeah, I felt like my mom was kind of like, no, like it can't be, like it can't be, like, cause I know Emma, he would say mama when he was like younger, yeah. and then he stopped saying I don't know where. So she was kind of like, oh, then he is special, like he does have special needs. You, oh my god, like we're on the same boat now. We can have those connections, and she instantly was like, okay, well, it's gonna be fine. You know, we're going to figure this out and then just kind of go with it. And then she didn't say any of those things that you were saying, like, oh, it's in God's will or he doesn't look autistic. <laughs> he, she didn't say none of those things, you know, that You're, you don't want to hear.
0: You'll grow out of it. Yeah, she
1: definitely <laughs> didn't say that one because she knows what that one feels like. The
0: You, okay. you know, the one uh, 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 the one person that uh, actually right off the back. You know, from experience, uh, jumped on the bandwagon. It was really supportive, and she did not say he didn't look autistic. Actually, the t- the two people, mm-hmm. Uh your sister, and my brother. Oh, by the way, uh, just if you guys are wondering, so my younger brother married Erica's older sister, and of course, you know, I married Erica, which is the younger, and I'm um, the older brother. Uh, So we're all one big family. One big family. So (laughs) as soon as, you know, my sister-in-law found out and my brother found out, they both jumped on the bandwagon and they were really supportive. uh, When they lived here in California, Uh, they moved to Kansas. So just, you know, when I say that, Mm -hmm. uh, my sister-in-law, she literally memorized Emmett's schedule. Uh, She was always calling Erica and asking me, how did it go? And... I would see, you know, she would, you know, vent a lot to her. My brother was also really supportive. You know, hey, bro, you know, how is everything going? How did the appointment was? You know, send me a picture. Anytime Erica needed for her to watch Amaya, no questions asked. You know, my my sister-in-law would be there or, you know, to pick up or anything. So there were such a big help. Really Mm. big help.
1: Yes, that's totally true. That's all true. I think that was, like, our biggest support system.
0: And the thing is that... And it still
1: is. still is. Even though they're far away.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. And, and the thing is that my sister-in-law took care of Dominic uh, when my mother-in-law was, you know, working. Yeah. So she had experience already with working with someone with special needs.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. I think
0: that's for us. Yeah, so... I, I don't know what I, uh, we would have done for the first, you know, couple of years without uh, them too, And we took a big hit, you know, uh, when they moved to Kansas. I mean, I know that they're going to do their own thing and everything, But I, I mean, by a big hit, you know, with them being here and supporting us and, you know, asking us, hey, you know, how was the appointment? Uh, you know, my brother would always show up with you know the most random things, or uh, he would wrestle with Emmett for the longest time, and always taking out Amaya you know, for for ice cream because with Amaya, that girl, she's always Emmett this, Emmett that. She says that she's Emmett's second mom. She's literally after Emmett, don't do this, don't do that. And I feel that she's, you know, she took it upon herself, this big responsibility to to watch over him. And I feel like she doesn't sometimes get to enjoy being, you know, a kid. And my brother took it upon himself, you know, to take her out to get ice cream and take her, you know, places or to eat when we can't take uh, take her. Because, you know, there's certain places that Emmett can't go and it. Just because he does that, and lets her enjoy being a kid. So, thanks to my brother and to my sister-in-law for everything, you know, they did for us. And they still do. I mean, it's over the phone. But, you know, they were a big part of our lives. So, that was a big support. So, I'm really glad, you know, you told your sister, like, right away. And my brother, you know. So... Yeah, I tend to ramble off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where
1: are you going with this? No, I'm just yeah.
0: expressing myself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. And if I had a million dollars, I would give it to them. Because, you know, without them, there's a lot of stuff that we wouldn't be able to do. Or I don't know where my mind would have been if they weren't there for us. I know.
1: That's so true. It's what? Why are you looking at me?
0: No, just, you know, if I had a camera, you guys would see. Erica's tearing <sighs> I just, up.
1: I hate talking about... All, like, I like talking about this, but I just... Uh, you say you get emotional? Yeah. I get emotional, too, guys. So See, I felt like... See, I didn't cry when I was telling people that I was diagnosed and stuff. But I don't know why, like, you saying that like, made me so emotional. Oh. I'm sorry.
0: That's oh, it's okay. I mean, especially <sighs> self. If, if I could cry, I would cry. <sighs> okay, yes. But, I mean, just to let you guys know, I am taking medicine for these emotions and stuff because it, it's a lot of emotions for me to, to deal with. But that's a whole different story for maybe like a, a, a healthy episode or something. <laughs> and I'll explain what am I taking and why they suggested it is... Just too much to talk and, you know, to say. So if you guys, you know, keep listening to our episodes, um, <laughs> I'll explain, you know, about our health and, you know, trying to stay healthy. Our
1: own mental health, I guess.
0: Mental health. And yeah. I think
1: back to what we were talking about. Um, I think telling people or telling family members your child's diagnosis gives them the opportunity to give you support because I feel like oftentimes we don't want to say anything and it's hard to tell people like hey you know my child was diagnosed with this and that so I feel like you need support you need a support system so you need to find that support system and your family members or your friends they're not automatically going to know unless you speak up and you say something
0: maybe I mean I guess that's part of the reason why I have, you know, I stress out and stuff like that because I don't much of a person to share my emotions.
1: Yeah, like I remember when you told that it was that same year, I believe the same year that you told your work because Emma was having so many appointments and we were going all over for MS appointments Mm -hmm. and you had to take certain days off to go to those appointments. And I think it was that Christmas that your coworkers, one of Juan's amazing coworker, um, he, they, they gifted us a gift for Christmas. Remember?
0: Oh yeah. It was so unexpected and they gave me a gift and they told me do not open it here open it at home i was like oh, okay so i went home and as anybody knows uh having someone with special needs medicine and all these special devices and stuff it gets expensive it, it really gets expensive and so- it was
1: i had made so many trips to sacramento that 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 year that it was just taking a strain on us. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I didn't know what it was. It was an envelope. And I knew it was a card. And my coworkers in... Uh, well, actually, you know, the ladies in the office and the guys that uh, on the, that on work inside the office, the managers, um, gave us uh, money mm-hmm. uh, to buy Christmas gifts, extra Christmas gifts for the kids and anything. And I... Broke down. uh Me and Erica started crying and couldn't believe you know what this. So I called my coworker, hey, why did you guys do this? And he goes, no, this is from us from the heart, and you know we wanted uh, you know help you guys and uh so you could buy Christmas gift uh, extra Christmas kids because you know they deserve it. And the reason why we didn't let you open it inside the office because we know that this is. Uh, you don't like to ask for help. You don't like for people to feel sorry for you. And it's not that we feel sorry for you. We, you know, we appreciate the hard work that you and Erica do and how Erica advocates. And, you know, you guys deserve it. Just consider it as, you know, Santa did it for you.
1: Oh, yeah, that was so cute. They wrote on the on the card, um, the Santa. It was from Santa. It was the sweetest. I feel like that year was like like not the worst year of our life I guess but it was just like a life changing year and then um and then it was also in a year of blessings. So I remember they gifted us that uh for Christmas and then I remember I was driving back home from UC Davis and we had gotten the kids gifts on layaway at Walmart that year. Oh, and Oh yeah, remember yeah that. it was the craziest thing. So we got the gifts on layaway and, uh, and, 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 here and I lost my train of thought. Keep going. <laughs> Sorry. You're interrupting me.
0: Sorry. I'm trying to get a haircut and making an appointment. <laughs> yeah. This... This, this quarantine thing. I look like a caveman. Uh, anyways,
1: anyways, it's... I was coming back from UC Davis because I went to go see the specialist at UC Davis that uh, that month and I went to go it was the last day to pick up to make the last payment for our layaway for the kids' toys. so I was gonna pick that up. I was tired. I mean when I make these trips to UC Davis, it's yeah, it's only it was only three it's only like three and a half hours away from here. So it's
0: three and a half and, and, and so a total of seven.
1: Yeah, it's like seven hours, but I try to I do it all in one day. And I'm driving my by myself, so obviously I was exhausted, I was tired, and I remember going into the customer service to do the last payment and pick up the kids' toys and um somebody, the person in front of us, um some couple, they didn't want to give me their name or anything um they paid for our layaway account, they paid it all off, and it was just an incredible year. I was like, that is so crazy like I was not expecting And that's the year
0: we got Amaya the bike. We got Emmett a tablet.
1: Yeah. Well, we kind of got all that stuff on Layaway. And we had only made, like, two payments on it, I think. And we were going to pay it in full. But So, they ended up paying for for it. And I thought it was so incredible that it was just, like, everything was happening on that year. And all these blessings were coming. I felt like we were getting so much support from your work. We were getting support from random acts of kindness. And I was like, oh, my God, there's like a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, because it was just like one thing after the other. It was like the worst year. We started off with so many things going on and then Emma was having seizures that year. It was just like so one
0: thing after another.
1: Yeah. So I felt like it was just kind of incredible to see all that support coming in. So I don't know. I felt like.
0: I guess we everything ended,
1: happens it, for a reason.
0: <laughs> I guess we ended up the year in a good note, though, right? I mean, with the support and yeah, we ended up getting support from my parents, support from your side, uh, big support for my work. Yeah. Support from a brand stranger.
1: I was just like in shock. I was like, "What? Are you serious? I've never experienced anything like that in my life." I was just in line, and then they were like, "Oh, you, your thing was paid for by the person in front of you." I was like, "What?" And I go up to them and I thank them, and I'm like, oh my God, are you sure? And they were like, yeah, it's fine. We're just, you know, this is just our gift to society or whatever. And I was, I, it was just incredible. I left home crying like a baby, like I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, I guess it's not all that bad, you know? Like, uh, there's a saying about like, god only gives you what you can handle or whatever right. um it's very cliche but
0: so apparently he gives Emma because we could handle it i guess so <laughs>
1: i mean whatever sometimes <laughs> but i think that it was pretty incredible because i remember that day that Emma was it the day that Emma got diagnosed the day we went to church or was it when amaya got diagnosed I think it was when Amaya got
0: diagnosed. We went to uh, the church. Yeah. I was with uh, Amaya, and then I ended up hitting that car uh, when we left the church.
1: No, you didn't. What car did you know?
0: Yeah, because yeah. uh, we, uh, we, we would find out about Amaya. And... No, you
1: hit the car when we got out of the appointment on, on that street, right when we got out of the appointment. We hadn't even drove in like a minute or two, and you hit the car. It,
0: and then we went to the church.
1: Yes. And then I was like, I don't think we should go home. I think we should go (laughs) pray to God or something because we are not on the right path right now. We were out of it and we were just so in shock. And I was like, oh, my God, everything's going to go wrong today. So we just took a minute and we just went to church and we were just sitting outside because it wasn't open. And I just we just chilled outside of church. Yeah. We just needed a minute, I think because it was a lot to take in. I feel like we rambled off. We did,
0: huh? Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> I'm
1: like, what are we talking about now? No, but I I mean, so the big question is like, should people tell their family members or should they not?
0: Yes, they should.
1: But when I well, uh,
0: I mean, my uh, you know, my suggestion, we should Tom, because, you know, at the end, you no matter who it is, they need someone to talk to, to, you know, let that steam off. But at the same time, you know, they're going to ask you, well, can they do this? Can they do that?
1: So be prepared for those kinds oh, be, of questions. Be
0: prepared exactly for those kind of questions. And, you know, and if you don't know. It's okay. It's okay because maybe the other person is going to take it upon themselves. You know, like my sister-in-law. She,
1: she, she did she the re- research. She would research. I feel like she would research a lot. Just like I was. So she would have this all this information, like this background knowledge to everything. And she always got on the bandwagon, like, oh, it's like, oh, we're going to try this therapy with Emma or that and that. Or oh, you should try this. And then she would kind of do her own research. And the people that care, I feel like uh, they're going to invest their time into it. So the people that are going to support if, you, they but, will be there.
0: But if you wouldn't have shared, what? You wouldn't have had the support.
1: For, yeah that's for sure i i mean you and have to be to- honest
0: i mean it, it feels good to you know open up and tell somebody you know how you uh, how you feel
1: yeah
0: and if you you know if you don't share you know like the way i did if you don't share you know it's eventually gonna catch up to you and it's gonna be overwhelming
1: yeah it gets up it catches up to you and you need a support system you need your village. I remember we, st- I think we started going to support groups right in that year too. Mm-hmm. I think we went to one support group that year, and then the following year we started going to more.
0: Well, the first support group, I remember we went? It was We didn't even know where to go, and we ended up going to uh, was it a Down syndrome?
1: Yeah, it was for um I think that Down syndrome association or something. They were hosting a support group. We just I just felt like we didn't know where to go. Like where our son has autism. Uh, you know, and fragile syndrome. Nobody knows what fragile syndrome is, and I, they, I didn't find those like autism groups online yet. So it was just like it, I felt like we needed. what well, I needed. I needed that connection. I needed that, you know, to connect with other parents or for them to give me ideas of what it felt like or what to do or you know I don't know. I just needed some support mm-hmm. from people that just got it, that I didn't have to explain it to you know just. They would just understand.
0: Yeah, I honestly thought it was a good meeting, even though it wasn't for you know autistic children. It was great. I Because felt like they were we, real supportive.
1: They were. They were listening, and they were like...
0: Even though uh, Emmett decided to tear up the whole office. Yeah. He went through everything. And then the lady that was watching him was eating Taco Bell, and Emmett decided to eat some of her Taco Bell.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was... I mean, I felt like we still got what we needed from those meetings. And, I mean, if you're not ready to tell your family... I think that maybe go find a support group. Find support groups online. Right now, there's a lot of amazing support groups online that you guys can reach out to. And try to make those connections with somebody. Don't go through this journey alone. I don't think anybody should go through this alone or feel alone. Because it's very isolating. and then once you get really isolated, then you feel such disconnection with just you know with people mm-hmm. So it's better to you know just try to make connections with other people and try to build that support system because it takes a village <laughs> to raise a child with autism.
0: My I mean, it is true, but I honestly think my biggest supporter for me uh-huh. has been you. that's so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) It it has because sometimes, you know, you see me quiet and then you ask, what's wrong? Tell me. And, you know, I think we take turns going through these emotions. You know, one day it'll be me. One day, and then you know, the next will be you. And I feel like we're our biggest supporters, you know, to each other.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel for like, because of my mom, she is a single mom. So I feel like. Or the single moms out there that... It's hard. Don't have somebody, like, a significant other or whatever. I mean, try to make those connections with it, other moms, I mean, it's, them, it, it's like...
0: Yeah. I guess I see it. I mean, I see it. Is, you know, when you're sick or something, I, you know... Okay, well, it's my turn. I'll jump in and take over or, you know, when you have something to do. And when there's, you know, like, your mom's case when she's single it's she's sick or she has something to do there's no taking over
1: yeah it's harder i mean yeah it's really hard so i feel like it's find your village and find people to connect with and yeah there's amazing groups out there that help you that support you that are going through the same things as you and we have the internet now. So I'll <laughs> try to make those or listen to podcasts like this um, to try to build those connections because you don't want to be alone. And yeah. I think we'll end it up that. So, yeah, this is episode three. And anything else you'd like to add?
0: Well, like I said, you know, I guess it's, you know, bedtime for us because Emmett's asleep and uh, we do enjoy sleep. But thank you for listening And uh, we'll see you, hopefully, for the next episode.
1: Thank you. Bye.